0: Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the James Wilson Show. My name is James Wilson and today we have some big news as we get to some more coronavirus updates as well as Bernie Sanders suspending his campaign. Stay tuned, you're listening to the James Wilson Show. Alright, got some big news coming up today that actually doesn't isn't focused on the coronavirus for the first time in a long time on this show. So we start today off with the fact that Bernie Sanders suspended his campaign. Bernie Sanders, an openly socialist, independent in Vermont. It's actually kind of interesting to see how the Democratic Party let him run as a Demo- uh, presidential candidate for the Democrats, where he has no relation to the Democrats at all. He's a socialist, And he's an independent, so he's technically, even if he was a socialist, he is technically not a registered Democrat, so... Interesting to see how that played out. But Bernie Sanders has officially suspended his campaign. It was between Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden. And the thing that the Democrats got to realize at this point is this, it's a lose-lose situation. On one side, you've got some really enthusiastic Bernie Sanders supporters who are going to be very mad if Bernie Sanders is not the nomination, if they do, if the Democratic Party doesn't go as radical as they want. So in in one way... It's bad that Bernie Sanders dropped out for many of the Democrats because, because of the fact that there's going to be a lot of enthusiastic supporters who are not going to feel very enthusiastic about Biden. Additionally, however, Democrats did want to go with Biden as they were freaked out that Bernie Sanders was going to completely landslide victory um, fall to President Donald Trump. Donald Trump was going to crush Bernie Sanders, and the Democrats wanted a more moderate candidate. The sad news for the Democrats at this point is, though, however, that whether it's Bernie Sanders or Joe Biden... Either one is going to lose so hard, so badly to President Donald Trump. If you look at Joe Biden over the past couple of weeks, how fast he is falling apart on the stage, how it's so hard for him to even string a sentence together at this point, it's going to look very good for Donald Trump when the debates come. I, for one, am very excited to watch them as Joe Biden was almost handed the nomination, easy questions. He was attacked at the beginning, but mainly all the attacks focused on Bernie Sanders. The second half, Joe Biden received many endorsements such as Amy Klobuchar, Pete Buttigieg, Kamala Harris. All of the second half, it became very easy for Joe Biden, even though he's been falling apart at this point. So to watch him go into the Democratic, into the general election debates against President Donald Trump is going to be hilarious to watch. If you just watch Donald Trump's debate tactics, handling the press conferences. It's going to be a fun debate to watch. Donald Trump is not afraid to attack Biden, and many of Biden's flaws will be revealed at those debates. Anyway, the big purpose, the main story of today happens to be about Bernie Sanders dropping out, which is no surprise because Sen- Senator Bernie Sanders was one of the top candidates. He had the top national polling for a while Many people thought that that was the end of Joe Biden and uh, and rise of Bernie Sanders as the presidential candidate, but through a turn of events with Joe Biden winning South Carolina, that quickly fell out of place. Bernie Sanders falling down as it was only between Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders at that point. There's really no clear spot to the nomination for Bernie Sanders. So what's better than Bernie Sanders dropping out? The fact that Bernie Sanders will probably not be running Again, he is 78 years old at this point, almost 80, a very old candidate already. We'll get to Joe Biden. He's also a very old candidate who cannot stop with the gaffes. But Bernie Sanders is an older candidate. We will not likely see him return in 2024, especially if a Democrat wins 2020 and will be running for re-election in twenty-four. But the fact of the matter is Donald Trump is going to win it again. So CNN says, quote, Senator Bernie Sanders ended his presidential campaign on Wednesday, clearing Joe Biden's path to the Democratic nomination and a showdown with President Donald Trump in November. Sanders first made the announcement in a call with his staff, his campaign said. Quote, I wish I could give you better news, but I think you know the truth, and that is that we are now some 300 delegates behind Vice President Biden, and the path toward victory is virtually impossible, Sanders said in a live stream after the call. Quote, so while we are winning the ideological battle, and while we are winning the support of so many young people and working people throughout the country, I have concluded that this battle for the Democratic nomination will not be successful, and so t- today I am announcing the suspension of my campaign. Sanders' exit caps a stunning reversal of fortune following a strong performance in the first three states that voted in February. The nomination appeared his for the taking until, on the last day of February, Biden surged to a blowout victory in South Carolina that set off a consolidation of moderate voters around the former vice president. The contest ends now as the country continues to grapple with the coronavirus pandemic which halted in-person campaigning for both Sanders and Biden and has led many states to delay their primary elections. Sanders said he did not make the decision lightly, describing it as a very difficult and painful decision. So first of all, a couple of things to talk about here. So it is true Sanders had a very good start in many of the early states. CNN reports the first three, definitely true. Blowout victory in New Hampshire, very good victory there, and Joe Biden taking the absolute blowout victory in South Carolina, which is really the main reason that Biden is your nominee today, the Democratic nominee and that I've said for a while on the show that if Joe Biden cannot take South Carolina it is over for him that was one of the states he was supposed to win biggest in and as he was falling if he lost that state it would be over for him and I still hold true to that even though that's now in the past as he did win and how he is he he is the presumptive nominee at this point so it is funny for Bernie Sanders to say I wish I could give you better news yes Better news that most people don't like your ideas. And the rise of socialism in this country is scary and should be thought about of how we tackle this, of how we get more conservative conservative voters get a voting base around Trump more than we already have, as many young voters are looking towards socialists, which we need to understand and and attack those political ideologies to try to help them understand what that ideology actually means and what it would actually do to this country. So Although Bernie Sanders wished he could have better news, most Democrats actually are happy that Bernie Sanders is out. Many Republicans are happy that Bernie Sanders is out because it will mean he will likely not run again, and at least for now, is the fall of socialism in this country, as Bernie Sanders was an openly socialist candidate. Many Republicans even consider him communist at this point. So... Bernie Sanders also says that he's winning the ideological battle. However, this doesn't really make that much sense because so many people don't support his policies. You've almost got full 100% support against bernie sanders on the republican side i doubt a single republican would vote for bernie sanders at this point additionally Independents not as not a big fan of socialism as Independents tend to be more moderate so i don't know how he could suggest that he's winning the ideological battle but let's talk about a couple of the things that bernie sanders supported that that we want to talk about before we give our final farewell to bernie sanders so the first big thing that bernie sanders supported was medicare for all medicare for all would kick Americans off the plans that most of them wanted and would cost an estimated $30 trillion in 10 years. So when we talk about the stimulus bill on the show, when we talk about how much money that would cost, the concern it raises among conservatives, how we're going to pay for it, what it will do to our economy in the future if it will cause inflation, All of these questions are just a small fraction of what Medicare for All would cost in just 10 years. And if you start to think about what Medicare for All does, or aka let's look at Canada, Medicare for All, having a universal healthcare system in a country is actually very bad for it. And you start to look at why, and we will take a look at Canada in just a second of why this is why Medicare for all would be a disaster in the United States so first of all we, the United States has a huge population I believe it's third biggest population in the world with over 365 million citizens so a lot more people than Canada important to reference but we'll continue on with that in Canada you go into the hospital you wait in triage the doctor However long it takes, some people say it takes a couple hours. Will then talk to you, assess what your injury or need for being at the hospital is. From there, they then assess who gets to be treated first. And in this case, Stephen Crowder went into a hospital. He, you know, he complained about a hurt arm. He waited three hours for them to assess him, and then had to wait another ten hours for them to actually go in. He actually left before that. And that is the reality of what Medicare for All is. Not only does it kick Americans off their plan, but it also overwhelms the healthcare system, which is actually something that Democrats are talking about right now, overwhelming the healthcare system. So it makes no sense for them to say that and then to be in support of Medicare for All. It would absolutely overwhelm the healthcare system. You need to have some law in order in terms of the healthcare system so that everyone gets the care they need. And the simple fact is kicking Americans off their healthcare plans bankrupting the united states economy and overwhelming the healthcare system is not a good way to do it so next we move on to the green new deal something that bernie sanders was actually in strong support of the squad endorsed bernie sanders aoc being the one who actually wrote this bill and Marky sponsoring that the green new deal would cost 32 trillion dollars so we talk about medicare for all 30 trillion dollars in 10 years the green new deal would cost 93 trillion total dollars. So, I I want us to first think about the stress the the stress um how much the Democratic Party has stressed the importance of the Green New Deal and climate change. When you think about it, whether or not you believe that climate change is real and or a problem, you have to look at China and India who, who both produce more Pollution than we do more CO2 into the atmosphere. They make up 75 percent of that. So even if, as the Green New Deal suggests that suggests that we would be eliminating all fossil fuels, all carbon emissions, all you know pollution in this country, you'd still be left with 75 percent of the pollution that you know that the world is producing right now. Which whether or not you believe in climate change and or whether it's an important issue to address, is something that the United States has to consider, whether what what they are actually doing will make an impact on the problem that they are trying to address. So, an interesting solution to this, Trump actually left the Paris Climate Accord, and since then, the United States has been the number one country in the world to reduce carbon emissions, which is actually really interesting to look at. Many Democrats claiming that Trump doesn't care about the environment, And then when you actually do that, give businesses the chance to decide what is best for them, the pollution rates, carbon emissions, are actually lowered in the United States to the point where we had the number one decrease in the nation. And the reason why the Green New Deal is so bad is just because of how it would wreck our economy. The fact that it costs $93 trillion alone would completely wreck the economy as in and of itself. But the fact that it would eliminate modern day cars that we have it would replace almost every single light bulb in this country to meet different standards to eliminate air travel into this country that would destroy so many businesses so it would destroy our way of life it would cost way too much money which would end up destroying our economy and if you start to look at some of the least developed countries in this in our world they're looking for oil they're looking for gas they're looking of ways they can improve their economic status at that point point. and the truth of the fact of the matter is is that is what you're going to end up in is if you follow the green new deal and sign the deal so that's just two things that bernie sanders that sanders supported before dropping out obviously he still agrees with that but then the other interesting point is you have to look at which countries have tried socialism And if they failed or not, the first big example being the Soviet Union, Bernie Sanders took his honeymoon to the Soviet Union, obviously no longer exists. China and Cuba, while Cuba is a communist country, you got to realize that tyranny starts from more government. It starts from a more oppressive government that takes control of more of your life. So for example, socialism, the nationalization of businesses in the United States, that is the first step. Once government seizes control of that, they can seize control of your rights, they can seize control of the government and the form of government that we use from changing from a democracy to a tyranny. So China, Cuba, while both examples of communism had to start somewhere and the biggest example is Venezuela who used to be the most prosperous country in South America and now because of socialism they're one of the poorest countries in South America and are struggling. They used to be so profitable because of oil which is funny because that's what the Green New Deal has to do with and now because of socialism it has completely wrecked their economy and the world is trying to help them be become a capitalist society so they could get back on track from where they already were so free markets promote growth socialism doesn't and that's the bottom line that you have to take out of this so those were just a couple of things that bernie sanders supported that's my general argument against socialism so donald trump had he always tweets when the democratic candidates go out taunting them saying quote bernie sanders is out thanks to elizabeth warren if not for her, Bernie would would have won almost every state on Super Tuesday. This ended just like the Democrats and the DNC wanted. Same as the crooked Hillary fiasco, the Bernie people should come to the Republican Party. Trade. <laughs> so, interesting comment there. To actually analyze whether Elizabeth Warren made a difference is, is, is actually interesting to think about. As Elizabeth Warren was one of the main candidates, even though she never made it to the top, she was still pulling around 15 to 20 percent, one point contending with Biden. So if you think about it, if Bernie Sanders had that support, would he be able to blow out Joe Biden on almost every other state to the point that where he would have taken the nomination? So that's something Donald Trump's pointing out and is really interesting. Continuing with Bernie Sanders, the DNC, Democratic debates, and the nomination, our next story comes from Barack Obama, who has still not endorsed Joe Biden. But before we get into that endorsement, it's always fun to play Joe Biden bloopers and gaffes on the show. So here's some of the latest Joe Biden gaffes. Why you getting nervous, man. And
1: Corn Pop was a bad dude. And he ran a bunch of bad boys. I am not sedentary. I don't I get up and and, and no let, 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 let him go. Let him go. Look, the reason I'm running is because I've been around a long time and I know more than most people know. And I can get things done. That's why I'm running. And you want to check my shape on Let's do push ups together, man. Let's do let's run. Let's do whatever you want to do. Let's take your teeth. You have been caucus? No, you haven't. You're a line, dog-faced pony soldier. You said you were. Make sure the television, the, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night, the, the, the phone. And so he was up on the board, wouldn't listen to me. I said, hey, Esther, you, off the board. Or I'll come up and drag you off. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the, go, you know the, you know the thing. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. I'm beginning to see why your wife left you. And he cut off a six-foot-length of chain, he folded up, he said, you walk out with that chain. And you walk to the car and say, you may cut me, man, but I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. If you agree with me, go to Joe30330 and help me in this fight. Thank you very much.
0: So, obviously, some of those aren't the latest bloopers, but funny to watch joe biden who is absolutely falling apart at this point who can't string a sentence together now i've said this on the show before and i'll say it again donald trump suggesting that the kansas city chiefs are from kansas that's a mistake obama suggesting that there's 57 states that's a mistake But when it becomes such a regular part of the of Joe Biden's campaign trail, when he constantly is confused and is messing up all the time, that is when you have to address a problem with Joe Biden and his declining health and mental stability at this point. So Joe Barack Obama has come out and said that he will likely endorse whoever the Democratic nominee at this point is so we're still awaiting that endorsement as Bernie Sanders has dropped out and and Joe Biden is now the presumptive nominee. So the Daily Wire reports, quote, President Obama has long said that selecting Joe Biden as his running mate in 2008 was one of the best decisions he ever made. He relied on the vice president's knowledge, insight, and judgment throughout both campaigns and the entire presidency. The two forged a special bond over the last 10 years and remain close today, the statement read but the statement was notably lacking a formal endorsement. Biden, though, said he had personally asked Obama not to issue an endorsement. I asked President Obama not to endorse, and he doesn't want to. Listen, we should, whoever wins this nomination, should win it on their own merits, he said when asked by reporters why Obama had not endorsed him. President Trump has long questioned the lack of the powerful endorsement, in April, the president claimed that it's rather a big secret why Obama had yet to come out and endorse Biden. How how he how he doesn't get President Obama to endorse him? There has to be some reason why he's not endorsing him. Trump said outside the Oval Office in an exclusive interview with The Hill, he was the vice president. They seem to have gotten along. And how President Obama's not endorsing him is rather a big secret, Trump said. Then he goes and lies and says, I asked the president not to endorse me. Give me a break. Trump said Biden is making that claim because he is embarrassed by the fact that Obama is not endorsing him. So he goes out and says, I asked Mr. Mr. President, President Obama not to endorse me Well, he was trying to get that endorsement. So it could be that President Obama knows, knows something, but there is something going on in that brain of his. And the president continues to ponder and add absence of Obama's endorsements. It's a weird deal going on here, Trump said Wednesday. I don't know why President Obama hasn't supported Joe Biden a long time ago. There's something he feels is wrong. First of all, just to say this is super embarrassing for Joe Biden, let's talk about for a second what this endorsement would actually do. So many people are much more enthusiastic about Barack Obama than they are Joe Biden. One of the main reasons why... Practically the only reason why Joe Biden is the nominee at this point is because he was vice president under Barack Obama and many people know him under that name recognition. So Joe Biden mainly owes his nomination to Obama and the the fact that he hasn't received the endorsement could be holding back a lot of votes as many people much like Barack Obama much more than Joe Biden. They feel very much more you know, enthusiastic about a Barack Obama presidency then they do a Joe Biden presidency which is really funny to watch. So as Joe Biden is now the presumptive nominee, he needs that endorsement, not necessarily, but it would really help him and I think Trump mocking him for not getting that is the right move. Pointing out that Joe Biden has not gotten the support of the president that he served under is an important key issue to make and should be, you know, that should be addressed. When it comes time for the twenty twenty election. So last thing to talk about today is a CNN opinion article. I know we talk a lot about a lot of opinion articles, but this one also happens to be focused on Bernie Sanders, how we started the podcast. So CNN says, even though he is seventy eight years old, history will someday remember, Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders as a leader who is ahead of his time. In the age of the pandemic, Sanders' ideas no longer seem like radical throwbacks to 1960s idealism. Today, they feel like hard-headed responses to the deadly challenges of the 21st century. Just consider the following, essential workers. Sanders has always known that America runs on the labor of poorly paid workers who too many people are only just now beginning to recognize as essential. Since the beginning of his career, he's been at the forefront of the fight to make the minimum wage a living wage. It was only a few years ago that some economists thought the idea of raising the minimum wage to $15 was radical. In the midst of a pandemic where where we depend on those people for our nation's survival, even that dollar amount now feels too low. Healthcare for All The case for the Sanders champion Medicare for All is stronger than ever due to the pandemic. The populations hit hardest by COVID-19 also appear to many of the ones who cannot afford basic health coverage. It is hard to see how our current healthcare system survives this crisis without radical change. Even the Trump administration announced Friday it will use federal funding to pay hospitals for the treatment of COVID-19 patients who have no insurance. Climate Threat The pandemic also shows us that we, the people, are fatally blind to threats we cannot see with our own eyes. Even as we're learning about trevious talking place taking place at our local hospitals, too many people don't believe the threat is real until it affects them personally. Yesterday's Hurricane Katrina or today's viral pandemic will be tomorrow's global climate catastrophe. Sanders has done everything in his power to get ahead of imminent disasters americans may now listen to people like sanders who take science seriously and propose bold solutions like the green new deal terrible article by cnn opinion by cnn opinions the fact that they say they're now considering this that republicans are now considering these ideas is absolutely ridiculous of course a country is going to operate different in a pandemic crisis than it is normally these are bills and policies that bernie sanders and socialist leaders would enact forever and that's something that's very different so let's talk about a couple of these so first cnn reference essential workers so they said many people that thought that many the raising the minimum wage to 15 dollars was a radical idea. And it still is a radical idea. No one during this pandemic is now suggesting that we should raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour. And there's a very good reason why why this is this is a radical idea and why we should not do this. And that is simply because if you force businesses to pay more, there are many small businesses that won't be able to hire as many employees. And America widely widely needs these small businesses who employ lots of people because there are so many of these small businesses. But if you tell them, if you regulate them, if you say you have to pay these workers a certain amount, these businesses are going to hire less workers. For an extra $4 per worker per hour, that's going to result in layoffs of tons of employees because they can't afford to pay them without making a profit and staying in business themselves. So, raising the minimum wage to a living wage would make more people unemployed. Additionally, if you raise the minimum wage to $15, $15 an hour isn't going to seem like much anymore. As we've seen, the more you've raised the minimum wage, the more prices go up in generally, and the more that money is now useless. If you just look, when the Big Mac was first introduced, it was less than 50 cents, and now it's at a much bigger price because you're forcing these businesses to pay more for their employees, and when you do that, they have to raise the prices of their products in order to make a profit and stay in business. So it's still considered radical, even though we're in the midst of the pandemic, And you can't say that because we're in a pandemic, we now realize that. Look, America's always realized that these are essential workers, that we need people stocking grocery stores, making food and serving food. That's not something that Republicans and conservatives are turning a blind eye towards. All they're suggesting is the fact that if you do this, it won't help. It will increase unemployment rate, which is actually bad for workers, not good for workers. So conservatives actually have workers' health and employment in mind, not the Democrats. So next they suggest healthcare system, which we've already talked about. But the big one I'd like to focus on is a climate threat. So they call the this pandemic that we're in a climate threat. I think that's an interesting idea. Everyone already agrees that we need to be prepared for pandemics such as the coronavirus in the future. This is something that's a big part, but for some reason it connects the idea that because we're in the midst of a pandemic, we also need to support the Green New Deal. No, this is the last thing we need at this point. The stock market's going down, unemployment rate's going up. The last thing we need right now is to say, let's eliminate all planes, cars, and replace many of the many functions of the house because they're not they're not CO2 environmental friendly at this point, so let's replace that. Let's destroy whole industries such as the oil industry, the gas industry, the coal industry, coal mining industry. Let's destroy all of that because we're in the time of a crisis right now. No, that is not how it works at all. This is the worst time to possibly have the Green New Deal. And the Green New Deal would be terrible whenever you enacted. So relating the, the pandemic to our climate is a little different but again, Republicans understand that diseases are serious and should be taken seriously. I mean, if you know, if you look at the coronavirus, the black death, the Spanish flu, you know, all of these different diseases that caused a lot of death and that's something that Republicans have been keeping in mind. And Donald Trump himself said he was warned about the case of a pandemic, you know, just just a year ago. So it's not something that Republicans are turning a blind eye to. It's the fact that enacting the Green New Deal would cause an economic depression to the point we were, where we start to look like Venezuela, where we start to look like a third world country at this point. So comparing a pandemic to the environment or specifically why we need to eliminate planes doesn't actually make that much sense. So that's it for this episode of The James Wilson Show. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more.